0: In this episode of Upward Calling, we talk about developing godliness. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with University Church of Christ Evangelist Josh Greel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Friday. How you doing, Josh?
1: Kenny, I'm doing great. Good to see you and good to know, although we're not currently in the same space, good to know you're <laughs> not that far away right now.
0: I am not that far away, and thank you for <laughs> worrying about me. I had a good trip. It was great to see family. It always is, but there are two great joys in life. The, the second one is seeing your family. The, the first one is coming home. So I have had two great joys in life, and so I'm I'm, I'm at home. Uh, where, where I am appreciating my own bed. I'm sure our
1: listeners can all relate. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. You, this last week, I'll go ahead and say this before, before we talk about what you, what you preached this last weekend. Um, I have listened to that Romans conversation that we've had probably a dozen times. I'm not going to brag on us, but I'm going to brag on us. That was really good. I really appreciated that, that conversation. I felt like I learned a lot more about Romans 9 through 11. I would love to do more of that. Yeah. That means you thinking a little bit more about uh, your sermon a little bit earlier, but I think that is a great format.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of good um uh, comments on that. Um and I don't know why people were saying, you know, we're self-promoting when <laughs> okay, I just mentioned I mentioned the podcast in the sermon, but it's not like we're getting paid for this, Kenny. I, mean, I guess in some sense, I am getting paid for this, but right, I, mean, I get and paid I whether or not I do a podcast or not. So um, yeah, that's
0: exactly right. Yeah, that's but exactly.
1: no, uh, I I don't think we'll be doing that style of of, of podcast for every lesson. but I do certainly want to incorporate doing more of that, and the way that we've kind of talked about it is a podcast that is a companion to the lesson instead of necessarily a recap or even a a little bit you know deeper exploration of a certain point or two but sure. a podcast that goes along with the material and so i think there's some areas where we can do that in the in the coming weeks and months so i'm looking forward to that as well
0: i think it's a great idea that said that's not this week. Nope. What we're going to do is just a little bit deeper dive on what you talked about this this past weekend. You devoted an entire lesson this time to godliness, which again you are in Second Peter the first chapter, where you're talking about basically those those Christian characteristics. And uh, first of all, how would you define what godliness really is? Well, that's kind of the
1: struggle uh, yeah. because um, I do like really any any preacher or Bible student uh, will do, when when you're coming across these terms, you know, I read predominantly from the New American Standard, but mm-hmm. I've got access to, oh, I don't know how many different translations. And so you you peruse other translations just to see, you know, well, how does, what word do they use? Well, guess what word is used in almost every translation? Godliness. Godliness. There you go. <laughs> so you don't, get a, <laughs> you don't get a whole lot of, a lot of help from there, which is why, uh, and I think most of our, uh, when I say educated members, and I mean you know the the Will Dilbecks who who understand the original languages, they don't necessarily make big points from the original language because right. our English translations are thoroughly adequate to give us an understanding of what the original languages are telling us. When when right. English translators translate a word, generally. We can understand what that word means. But for a term yeah. like this, and, and even again, the sermon, and trying to recast it in kind of that, you know, early Greek kind of mindset about a, a godly person or a, a person who's concerned with godliness is, is concerned with reverencing the gods because you live mm-hmm. among the gods. Uh, right. and again, the idolatry that was prevalent in their society. So, how we were trying to define godliness uh, and uh, someone made a joke about, you know, we we're surprised you didn't use Aretha Franklin in your sermon uh, because we were talking <laughs> about R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's exactly uh, we, right. we were talking about respect. And and I do think that is a good way of looking at that term and it should and could be a, a, a way to help us better appreciate what it means to follow God.
0: You did talk a lot about respect. Uh, we're, I'll ask a question about that in just a second. You you did make a distinction between being ethical and being godly. but What did you mean by that distinction? Doesn't God just want us to do just good stuff? I mean, isn't that what what, what we're called to do?
1: Yeah, and I I made a a quick point because I I used a quote, and this is – I was. I've been reading some material for some future lessons that had n- absolutely nothing to do with what I was. Uh, at least I thought it had nothing to do with what I was going to talk about on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that quote was from a book by Christopher West, um, "Our Bodies Tell God's Story," uh, which is a really interesting book. Um, but he had that quote about the difference between an ethic and an ethos. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the, the how he'd use the terminology. Because when I think of an ethic, I do think of an underlying principle that guides me. Right. He was using it more from the standpoint of an ethic is a, a rule or a command you follow. Whereas an ethos is a way of life or an internal attitude. A- yeah. And that's where I where we're trying to go with godliness. Um, and so what does this mean? Well, godliness... And we're looking at it from that from that respect of God. You think about the New Testament and, and compare it with the Old Testament. And the New Testament has plenty of commands, but the, the New Testament is vastly different, particularly from the, the five books of Moses, in that you do not have a Leviticus. Uh, you do not have uh, a Deuteronomy where there is just a long list of, here are the things you are to do and the things you are not to do. Yeah, You have some of that. But then you have principles about who God is, and you have principles uh, about how his people conducted themselves uh, who followed him. Right. And I think, that, I think godliness is, is what helps us because if it's an attitude, and if I can understand something about God and who he is, and who his people are, and who other people are, then I can begin to act in such a way that is in accordance with, with God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, i tell you another way that I look at it too, and I've used this illustration before. And so some may remember it when my grandmother on my, uh, uh, father's side was, was still living. Um, she didn't really drive much, especially not in the really last decade of her life. Mm-hmm. And so she would always ride with, with other people. And Kenny, I don't know about you, but. If I'm ever approaching an intersection and the light goes from green to yellow, that means to me go <laughs> that 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 meant something very different to my to my grandmother. right uh, yellow for her meant come to a stop, right you know? and if, if you right. stop before it hits red, that's still fine. Mm-hmm. Well, what she would do, when anyone, and it's not just you know, lead footed grandchild. Uh, when anyone, if they are driving and they go through uh, an intersection like that, and the light turns yellow, she would just in her seat, very politely and calmly say, "Judgment call." <laughs> so, I had made a judgment call. It was not the same judgment call that she would make, but right. you know, it's it's right. a judgment call. Well, you think about and and how we treat the Bible. If you and I talk about a movie or we talk about a television show or we talk about even a book that we're going to read, I cannot consult the scripture and find out, should I read this or not? Should I watch this or not? Right. What I can do is I can understand from scripture principles about who God is and what God wants me to be. And Mm -hmm. where godliness comes in, that respect for God helps me then to make that judgment call.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I I think so. Well, I'm a college professor. One of the things that I I often have female students who come into my office they want to talk about a grade. And and that's that's a private conversation. I don't often close my office door completely. Um it's a judgment call uh i don't i don't think for one second that i would get in trouble but i also don't want them to feel threatened because i know what that sounds like i know the, mm-hmm. what what that feels like to them i think but but yeah that, that that is very much a judgment call um so anyway i i understand what you're saying there that that you're going to have to make judgments about so much of what you do in life and it's based on principles that you largely get in the New Testament from narratives, from stories mm-hmm. that, that that you learn who God is, you learn how Jesus, who Jesus is, not not through the, the laws that He wrote, but the, the stories that are told. And and that's a I honestly, I think that's a better way to get law. I, I think when you see the law illustrated, then it makes the law real, and and you start figuring out the mm-hmm. principles of it. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Um, you said that we, and you just said this, that we have to respect God. What does it mean to really respect somebody? I mean, I respect a lot of authority figures in my life. I, at one point I I counted how many bosses are over my head and I almost don't agree with any one of them about everything. Um, but what does it mean that I actually do respect someone? Does that mean simple obedience or what does it mean to respect someone, especially who is in a position of divine authority over you?
1: And I think that that last phrase and statement there is, is (laughs) if we're thinking about our society and our time, you know, and, and we, again, we think about when a, Ancient Greek, here's godliness. And if they did, in fact, think of it in terms of this is the respect given to God, the to, given to the gods. Well, they lived in a culture where the pillars of respect and respect for authority were still pretty upright. Um, I, I think a lot of people in our society and not just the the older generations who have always said, you know, kids don't kids don't know respect anymore. I think I think a lot of people today would say, you know what? There's there's just top down there is not a, a, a an ethos of of respect that that's present anymore. Well, what does it mean? Well, there there is the understanding of the standing of someone else. And there is the aspect when we think of a divine God, as Jesus himself says in Matthew chapter 10, you know, I'll tell you who you should fear. You should fear the one who can not only kill the body, but can also destroy uh, the soul in hell. Okay, yeah. So there, there is that avenue of respect. But of course, Jesus goes right on from there to talk about how this same God who should be feared, should be, uh, have reverential awe from all people, He's yeah. also the one that knows the very hairs of our head, knows the sparrows. And so he, he knows all of them. But there's a couple of passages that, um, and one of them I just went over with the, the high school boys. And First Peter chapter 2, um, that I really like how this is put. So First Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Peter writes, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies, along for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. So if we just stop there, we've got a negative and we've got a positive. Mm-hmm. Negative aspect of Christianity, there are some things we've got to put away. And in this yeah. case, he's looking at all um, really relational kind of attitudes and things that get in the way and hinder our relationships. So we've got to yeah. put those bad attitudes away. We've got mm-hmm. to take in the milk of the word. We've got to grow by the word. So they're again negative and positive. Why? Verse three, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect of respect I mean that aspect of respect as well. I should respect God because he created me. I should respect yeah. God because he is king of kings. He does rule over all. He holds all in his hands. He can He can and will judge. But I tell you, a lot of times when we talk about those whom we respect, we respect not just because of, of the power they have over us, it's because of the kindness. It's yeah. because of the grace, because of the love that they've they've shown to us. Yeah, yeah. and so when we talk about respect for God and why should we should respect God, all of that is involved.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could not disagree with that. I, I I'm reminded more of of, of Ephesians five, where, where it talks about, and this this verse has been recently used a lot. Where, where he's talking about the marriage relationship, and he's talking about. Husbands, love your wives and wives respect your husbands. And and we've made a big deal about, I'll go ahead and tell you, I think that's kind of partially overblown. Uh, I, I think wives should love their husbands and I think uh, husbands should respect their wives as well. Uh, that said, I think the natural tendency is God loves us, the husband. We should respect him the wife. And we are, if we are truly the bride of Christ, when you're in a good relationship, you have both love and respect. Um, it's easy to lose one or both of those. But, but I, I think every good relationship has both. Does that make yeah, sense?
1: It does. And, and get back to your question as well. When we think about respect for God and what does God, doesn't God just wants to do stuff? well, there's a certain level where that's true, um, mm-hmm. God who is holy gives us instructions that will allow us to be holy like He is holy, yeah, but none of us are going to do that without actually respecting him if that's not yeah. a, a a goal. Within our minds that this is a worthy gold, and this is something that is good and set before us as that that God is holy, and that that's great. That is a wonderful that is a wonderful thing that I can be holy too. We're 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 just not gonna we're not gonna do it anymore. I, I sometimes to um make an illustration to the the college kids when we you know when we talk about how perfect love cast out fear, yeah. Um, yeah. And I talk about how when I was, when I was young, I would, I would mow the lawn because I had to. Right. That, that was a chore that was given to me. And if I did not do it, there would be consequences. Right. Well, Kenny, if I made the trek to Alabama right now and I see that my parents' yard needs some help, guess what I'm going to go do?
0: You're to mow the lawn. I'm going to mow
1: the lawn. But now it's because I respect them and I love them. Yeah, I have no fear that if I don't mow the lawn, that some kind of consequence is going to come my way. It's not, it's not even a factor in the equation. I right. love them and I respect what they've done for me. And so respect for God, if we're actually going to follow Him, it's got to be there.
0: I think what you're also kind of addressing there is checklist Christianity, that it has a function. It has. There's an important function to checklist Christianity, and it's for people who are trying to figure out who God is, and 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 you start doing all the check boxes, and, and you and you pray, and you do all all these acts of worship. But there comes a point where the check boxes are not necessary because the actions are so natural. That uh, do you need to pray today? Of course, I need to pray today, but of course, I am going to pray today. Um, I don't need to remind myself to do it. It's just a part of who I am now. Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me of a, there, there are people, I mean, you're a biker, you, you like bicycling. Um, thank you
1: for, thank you for adding that when biker's like, oh, <laughs> see out there, see out there in that leather vest on, the, on a on hog, you know, over the weekends.
0: <laughs> you're a cyclist. Maybe that's a better way of putting it, but there are people who dabble around at cycling. And then there are people, and, and you know, it, they struggle to get their, their, their miles in during the week. And then there are people who of course are going to get their miles in the week. It's not a question of if, it's just a question of when. And I, I think, or, or people who dabble at golf or golfers. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between those two things. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Okay. And no, you are not a biker. I could not imagine that image. Okay. <laughs> I, I think um, I think you'd have to say that being godly beings, means being more like God. I, I think that is kind of the point you're trying to make. In what ways can flawed, finite, and feeble people imitate a perfect, infinite, and omnipotent God? Step by step.
1: And I, I think ultimately that's what Peter is getting at because again when we when we look at the the term godliness as is found in second Peter 1:6, it's all flowing from that idea in verse 4, we're becoming partakers of the divine nature. Right. Um, I spent a lot of time in Matthew chapter 5 on Sunday and looking at those those various aspects of righteousness that, that Jesus addressed there and of course it all culminates with the statement in verse 48 that therefore you shall be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Well, you know, there's there's some parts of God's perfection, His omnipotence, His uh, all power. I mean, His all knowing. Um, you know that those are not for us. Those moral right. qualities and moral characteristics of what true righteousness is, those are for us. Yeah, and we're taking one step at a time um, in, in those things, having a respect for God, the the quality of godliness is what will continue to propel us down that line. Um, yeah. and, and so that's, that's, that's the goal. And that's, that's an attainable goal that the, the new Testament writers hold out for us. So it's not one that comes immediate. And it's not one that comes in, in one lump package, but it is a, <laughs> it is one that we take step by step every day.
0: Yeah. These are a set of values. This is what tells you what's important and what's not important you know amazingly in this set of values god nowhere talks about having a good 401k god nowhere talks about making sure that that uh that you have perfect health or anything like that no he says that the values that you really need to be focused in on quite frankly are not the values that that you will see in the culture at large uh in the culture at large make sure you're hydrated make sure you get enough sleep make sure make sure you get your vitamins make make, make sure okay that set of values is not necessarily a bad set of values, but it's also not necessarily a godly set of values. God is telling you, these are the values that you really need to be concerned with. How can you imitate those? Well, these God is saying, focus on this stuff. This is the stuff that's really important. Does that make sense? It
1: does. And the things that God is is telling us to focus on are the things that God is. And yeah. uh, so all this all this flows together. Our our following, our respect, who he is, it's all you know works together to to help us. Uh, well, I guess we're kind of getting to the last question here
0: <laughs> well, about that upward go call. Go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs>
1: ahead. Answer the question. You know the question. Yeah, that's right. So, how does godliness help us in God's upward call? Um, it all gets back to do we. Think that the upward call is 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 a value and it's important, and have enough respect for God to to respect who He is and understand that's what He's calling us to be, and if and if godliness is a, is a part of our lives, and that will be the case, and we will step by step, you know, forgetting what lies behind, pressing forward, and till one day we attain the upward call.
0: Yeah, <laughs> see if you agree with this. Ultimately, it becomes you being more like your dad. I, I think as children, we all have that natural inclination that we want to be more like our parents. During our teenage years, we will definitely disavow that. But it's that natural inclination to be more like your father. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So what are you going to be talking about next time, Josh?
1: Well, the schedule works out. We are going to be finishing up... Um, what we began in Second in Peter chapter 1, and this is always something that I'd, I'd aim to, to cover over the summer, uh, knowing that there would be enough slots for us to be able to do that, and because of people going and coming, and, and visitors, and vacations, and, and everything. Uh, so, we are going to go ahead and, and tackle both brotherly kindness and love, but because uh, J.P. has been doing a great job of, of discussing love from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Yeah. So what we're going to focus on for the most part is why do we need two terms? Why do we need to uh-huh. put on not only love but brotherly kindness? Why Why are both of those found there? And I, I think we can can gain uh, some benefit from from just even considering that. So that will be our aim next Sunday.
0: I <laughs> can I say this a lot. I love that. I. I think you're right. I think the short shrift is often given to brotherly kindness. It's one thing to love people, but it's it's quite another to be kind to people. And what does it mean to be kind? I you're gonna you're gonna talk about both of them. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm rooting for brotherly kindness on this one because we we've got we've got a, a, a good series on on love already going on. So anyway, yeah. I look forward to that, Josh. Why don't we talk about it next time? Let's do it, Kenny. All righty, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get to know us more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at the University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. The sermon we reference in this episode is in the show notes. We have all of our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. Until next time, God bless you in your walk with God.